two, three, four. They said it could not be done. Who, who said? The Pe- cynics. The cynics, the critics, the people who thought, what are these two idiots doing? Critics, we've had nothing but good reviews on uh, on Apple Music That's and Apple true. Podcasts. Not enough of them, though. Not enough people listening giving us uh, the five stars that I think are work. Effort and output merit. What a way to, uh, to greet our, our returning listeners with a berating. Welcome back, listeners, to the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast Season 4. Season 4. You, what have you been doing? Can you just, you're sitting there thinking, God, four years have gone by. They haven't, but <laughs> three seasons have gone by and they're shi- slightly shorter than years by about 25%. Yeah, I mean, there's been no consistency in how long our seasons have been at all. This is Joel Samuels. That's Kyle Ross. Is it? It's Kyle Seegerson. I've changed my name. You have? Why have you changed your name? Because I got married. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Don't say that. You were there, Joel. I was. I don't... Well, I'm acting. Joel recorded a wedding podcast using the very same equipment. Yep. Uh, And I'm using the same uh, um, music as well. Weird. And you can listen to that podcast, listeners. Never, because that's private. It's very private and stuff on there that we don't want anyone else to hear. I'm still going to go under Kyle Ross for professional endeavours, So is Kyle Seegerson your actual name now? Uh, In the process of uh, talking to Department of Work and Pensions. And that is how you go about, once you are married, and show them your marriage certificate, changing your name. That's amazing. And then you have to pay to change it and all the other stuff. I mean, I know people who have uh, changed their name so completely that they've not even amalgamated, and they really are struggling to change their name because they've, they've come up with a completely new word. It's not even a, an amalgamation of surnames like yours is. Yeah. And they've had, like, they have to go through a whole load of ring jumping. Wow. Yeah. Um, we should probably include our guest at this point who's no, sitting here listening. I think he's been sitting here listening very comfortably. He's enjoyed the chat about names. Uh, Let's bring him in. Hi, Greg. Oh, hey! Hey! You were there the whole time! <laughs> I was, right in the middle of you, looking back and forth. Greg Tannehill, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing welcome, good. welcome to the Absolute Worldly Football Podcast. Pleasure to be here. Yeah? Yeah. Have you, enjoy- uh, have you had a nice summer? Uh, I have, yes. What did you do great. this summer? Um, I was uh, working a lot. What were you working? Oh, nice, um, nice. Wow, this guy is a <laughs> fresh. Um, I was working um, with uh, uh, Mischief Theatre Company. Mischief Theatre Company. On our TV series. Mischief Television Company, then. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Mis- mis- yeah. Mischief Worldwide, I think, is the official. Wow, is that really the name of it? Like in Step Brothers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. Mischief Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> um, our TV show when can we expect to see the Mischief um, Worldwide television programme the actual de- date hasn't been set yet because they wait to the very bloody last minute until it's um, but um, November December maybe before the, the year's out and uh, where uh, BBC, BBC something don't know what channel again I think they'll decide what kind of what's it called uh, oh it'll be called The Goes Wrong Show The Goes Wrong Show. Yes. What happens in the Goes Wrong well, Show? Well, we attempt to do uh, some filmed plays, um, or each episode is a different theme, and um, it goes very badly. That sounds like a play that I've heard is very successful. Yes. Uh, Noises we... off. <laughs> oh, boo. That was such an in-joke for our theatre actor world listeners. The play that goes wrong, the the incredibly successful uh, franchise uh, by Mischief mm-hmm. Theatre Company. Of which you were a founding cast member. Yep, yep. Uh, how there. many years were you in the play that goes wrong? Oh, God, I think it was 2013 was my... When I first joined the company, so, so how many years is that? That's uh, maths. What year is it now? Nineteen. <laughs> That's the one. So, Six years. Yeah. <laughs> That's how many seasons would that be in terms of? Oh, in terms of well, probably um, twenty 
seven thousand. Like, <laughs> do people ever football s- fan? Are you, bro? <laughs> do people ever say to you in a sort of like laughy way, like, "Oh, you think you've been doing the play for that length of time? You got it right by now." Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, some regular things uh, we get suggestions of anything going wrong, and uh, we I always act like it's the first time I've heard it. <laughs> So you might actually recognise Greg from the telly from a couple of other uh, TV uh, play that goes wrong with, yep. with David Suchet over Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a couple. We've done a couple of Christmas specials uh, over the past few years. We did uh, Peter Pan Goes Wrong, which was our stage version but adapted for screen, and then we did one written for screen, The Christmas Carol Goes Wrong. So yeah, and yeah, yeah. So it's a real franchise. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there's uh, there's still lots more to go wrong and. <laughs> Well, there is today as well, so don't worry about <laughs> ah, that. Yes. Welcome Absolute, to the podcast. Absolutely. Ah, Worldy goes wrong. <laughs> what have you been up to this summer, Joel? Uh, like Greg, working, working uh, in my other real life as a, as, a, as a writer and actor. A play that I wrote was at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Ooh. <laughs> I'm saving my impressed noises because I'm going to do another one in a minute. (laughs) Uh, We had a very good summer, uh, culminating in winning a three weeks editors award. Oh, Oh. Oh. nice to nice to win an award for the job. Imagine if uh, I feel like football and theatre and like cinema are like some very like the areas where awards happen more than lots of other. You don't get like an award for like it's not like the I don't know the uh, the admin awards like or like. There's you like employee what? of the month. I, I really yeah. think there are a lot of uh, people make. I was talking to a, a a colleague of mine from another job. He is what they call a a god mic. No, huh? uh, a voice of God or something is what they call the person that stands backstage and goes, "Oh no, can oh, I go to the wow. stage?" Okay. He does that, and the pay is really, really good for that job. And and you don't even have to dress up in a tux. Wait, so hold on, what are you saying? That he just literally goes to awards ceremonies and does that. He gets picked up from home, and they in a private car, and they take him to the awards what, to like the the annual I don't know light, light bulb. Makers. But like yeah, even like the most suburban event, like in like Reading and sorry Reading. Um, <laughs> Reading is suburbia. That's Other fair. suburban <laughs> towns are available. Um, Maidstone. But but he's just always like somewhere backstage, somewhere out of sight. Yeah. And just, well. And they pay you well, they treat you well, but you don't get to wear a suit. You, don't, like, you can just wear normal clothes. Which uh, is a bit sad. Is he sure, got, surely there's an, he could wear a suit if he wanted to. I'm sure they wouldn't say you're not allowed to wear a suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he, the reason I'm saying this is because he says that he gets to meet loads of celebrities, like, like television celebrities that you and I know. But they do this all the time and no one knows about it because it's all these regional award ceremonies. Right, well, so the three of us work in theatre. Uh, I have a f- strong feeling that I know the answer to this question for you and me, but I'm interested for Greg. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you could win an award for oh. something that was not within our professional wheelhouses, and obviously you and I can't win one for podcasting, although we should. <laughs> five stars, five I'm stars. Not, iTunes, I'm Apple Music, I'm not sure if we stars. should win one yet. I, now, I'm, it would really help. <laughs> I'd swap it for a, a greater listenership right now. I mean, I would give up the day job for this. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Stuff my career. Yeah, I'm just chatting with mates. Greg? (laughs) So something I do? Or something that I don't even do? Like, because I'm pretty sure that Kyle and I would both like to win an award for something football related. I would love to win a Manager of the Month award. Imagine that. (gasps) Wow. Just so cool. I'd like to win a Goal of the Month award. (laughs) The the chances of me getting on a pitch to score that goal, it would have to be a miracle. Yeah, and similarly, no one's going to... I mean, they should. I know I should be the manager of a Premier League football team, like most people who listen to this podcast, but the chances of me winning the Manager of the Month award, slim. (laughs) Slim to none. So for me, I don't don't know. um, The the award for the best base jump. 
Oh. I've always wanted to base jump. What's a base jump? It's when you jump off something very, very high with a parachute. Ah. Or a wingsuit or something like that. And uh, Where would you like to do that yeah, base jump? Yeah, exactly. Where? Yeah, that's a good question. Somewhere where no one's dared to do it before. The shard. It would have to be somewhere good. Someone's done it off the shard. Someone yeah. climbed up the outside without yeah. Uh, permission. Yeah, because I think there's the the illegal base jumping, and then there's the kind of places where you can do it. Like, so would you win like, the award for the illegal base jumping? In, in the illegal yeah. base jumping awards, <laughs> in the, the jumpies, as they're <laughs> as they're colloquially known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like yeah, an illegal award. So <laughs> everything's going to be illegal about it. Stick that on your CV. You'll, ne- you'll never hear about it. Well, like you that. only hear about it on the dark web. If you're like... <laughs> the dark web award. The dark web illegal base jumping award for best base jump off of a high place that yeah, you yeah. have yet to figure out. Yeah. So when our and listeners I, see your obituary, we'll know exactly yeah. what you were going for. But I guess I wouldn't be able to use my real name either. That would be something else. I don't what would know. that be? Uh, Clements Fandango. No, that sounds too familiar. Fantastic. <laughs> Clements Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So Clements. That's, uh, that's, that sounds like the guy from... I just I, went listen, to Toast. Uh, yes, Clem Fandango. Clem, Clem Fandango. My brain just went there. Clements Fantastic. So oh, listen, Clements. Right. Um, oh, if you want any advice on going to the Department of Work Inventions to change your name, just chat to my friend uh, yeah. Kyle Siegerson. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Siegerson. That's yes, right. Podcast Siegerson. brought to you by Kyle Siegerson, Clements Fantastic and... Joel Samuels. <laughs> Aren't you going to ask me what I've been up to this summer? Well, other than getting married, you've you've done more than get married. I went on honeymoon. Well, that is a normal ah. thing to happen after you've been married. I know, but I'll tell you a couple of football-related stories just to keep this in the realm of football trivia. That's oh. what we normally do. Great. <laughs> so I, uh, I I ended up on a um, a boat trip to tour these desert uh, desert islands from the coast of Panama all the way up to Colombia. They're called the San Blas Islands. And uh, me and my my wife, wife, wife. I was going to call her my partner, but I'll say wife, my wife. Uh, whose wife? Mine. Um, <laughs> we we thought it would be like a very tranquil thing for intellectuals to talk about the the sort of indigenous culture of the people that live in these islands. Jesus, is that really what you thought? That's you're like ha- planning your honeymoon. Yes, darling. Where should we go? <laughs> I know what I would like to do. Yeah, a tranquil thing for intellectuals. That's to what talk I thought. About. Sleeping on desert islands in hammocks. I slept in hammocks on desert islands, but with backpacking Australians who were 20 years old. Oh, and every day was a party, but the highlight was this one guy who, after finding out I was English, one of the first things he said to me was, Do you want some? <laughs> do you want some? I'll give it you. And I was like, how do you know about the Wheelstone Raider? Wow, that's so random. And he said, everyone knows about the Wheelstone Raider. So for the whole trip, this Australian boy, long hair, golden skin, he wouldn't stop going, Do you want some? Um... Have you heard of the World's Trade Radio? That, yeah, even I've heard of yes, it. Like, I, I, lo- I love that little video. It's great. And yet you know nothing about social media, as we'll probably come to later. <laughs> Joel can tell you, I used to have an app for the World's Stone Radio where you press different buttons what? and you said different wins of his quotes. Just quickly, because there will definitely be a high percentage of our listeners who have absolutely no idea who the World's Stone Radio is. <laughs> Um, a man that got caught on uh, a YouTube video uh, supporting a non-league team and he's a very small man in stature. And quite old looking. And quite well. haggard looking, starting on a much, much bigger man and saying, if you want some, I'll give it you. And somehow <laughs> this Aussie had seen this. Yeah, it's, it's viral. Wow. But my other football story is a bit better. So I was like, I'm going away. I want to do an absolute worldie on uh, on the road. We have a special music for our road show. Oh, okay. uh, We'll play it to you later. It's bloody golden. I think the listeners um, are probably sick of it by now, but we <laughs> love it. Um, and I was like, right, I'm going to Colombia. So Colombia is a, a hotbed of football. Uh, people love it there. Um, so where can I go and watch it? I, found, I was in a town called Cartagena. I found the local club, Real Cartagena. Can't go wrong with a name like that. Nope. 
I said to my, I said to Lindsay. I said to my wife. I said to my wife. I said, <laughs> whose wife mine? I said, Lindsay, I'm going to this match. Do you want to come? She said no. Um, so I said, <laughs> right, for it's okay. Hammocle, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go in a cab to the stadium. And I'm just gonna get a ticket for myself. I'm gonna really immerse myself in that culture. Right. Then a rainstorm came. Oh. Oh, uh, like a like a South American tropical. I have rainstorm. never seen anything like it. Vertical rain. It was it was warm rain and it didn't stop for hours and the the thunder cr- the, the cracks of lightning very very frightening. Um. So I decided <laughs> not to go and thank God I did because when I spoke to someone else about it and just on the off chance in a in a cafe. They were like, oh, the home team's actually playing, the stadium's closed for refurbishment. They're playing in a city five hours away. So I would have got a cab to the stadium, which would have been empty, and in the thunderstorm, Real Cartagena, I don't even know what the score was. Real Cartagena, oh. nil, frightening lightning, two. <laughs> yes. Well, what a, what a summer update. Greg, are you yeah. glad that you were here for, to welcome the listeners to season four uh, yes. for this, this general waffle? I, I, yeah, are you I'm surprised on, by the level of waffle? I know, I, I, I was expecting waffle. <laughs> Like, I love the waffles. Well, strap in, Greg. There's a more <laughs> Strap in, because after this, we're going to be doing a classic worldie. And, uh, oh my God, there'll be waffle-tastic times after this. Okay, football is good. Football is fun. Football is there for everyone. I can't really be bothered to follow it properly, but I'll tell you one thing. I prefer it to broccoli. Kickball with Welcome back, listeners. So, uh, later on, we'll be joined by a guest for this week's Weldy. We all look forward to that. We'll have two guests, Carl. Do we have the technological capacity? We've had more. That is true. And those episodes were very manageable and went well. So, uh, this week's... Uh, excuse me. The last time we had more than two guests, England won a penalty shootout. That is true. What might happen if we do that again? Uh, well... Not t- Brexit? Not Brexit. <laughs> Fuck it. That's, yeah, good. So, uh, classic Weldy. Uh, before I get into Classic Worldie, Greg Tannehill. Hello. What is your earliest footballing memory? Oh, my earliest footballing memory? Ah, oh, okay, okay. Well, um, I used to play uh, play a lot on the Sega when I was very young. Nice. Um, um, I can't remember which game it was. It was one of the World Cups, I think. So that must have been like World Cup, not 98, because I was N64 and I was a bit older then. And I, I beat my brother for the first time as Liverpool. And that's when I started supporting Liverpool for a bit. Because of your own actions? Because of... Because that is amazing. They were the team that. I picked to finally beat my brother oh, on this it. game. And I was like, yeah, great, cool, Giggs, yeah, you're the best. Like, I think Giggs was in Liverpool at that, that point. Nope, no, never. No, okay, cool, cool. One club man, definitely not Liverpool. <laughs> good. That no, was it was good. definitely Liverpool. Who the fuck? Well, okay, Giggs was good. Manchester United. No, Manaman, maybe. So it definitely wasn't Man U. It was definitely Liverpool. Was so. it Patrick Berger, perhaps? Robbie Fowler. Berger. Patrick Berger. So that was '96. That would have been probably Euro '96 game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FIFA '96 yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, '96. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's probably my earliest football memory. That's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I also I know I'm not meant to. I go on about tribalism on this podcast all mm-hmm. the time to the point where Carl is like, "Will you stop talking about <laughs> tribalism?" Um, but uh, I know I'm not meant to. But I really like it when people arbitrarily support teams. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I think it's, it makes me really proud. I think it just proves the whole bloody thing is arbitrary if you yeah. really think about it. I started supporting a. I was off school sick when I was about seven years old. Mm-hmm. And in those days, Channel 4 used to sometimes follow the one day cricket. Um, and there was a, a cricket match between Warwickshire and Yorkshire. Now, Warwickshire, in case you don't know, Midlands, Birmingham, Yorkshire, quite famously, northeast, 
Yorkshire. Obviously, I have no affinity to either of those places. So I was watching this cricket match and Yorkshire were demolishing Warwickshire. They were batting better. They were bowling better. That's not how it works. They're probably doing one better than... Anyway, I was like, well, I'm going to support Warwickshire because I'm a contrarian. And guess what, guys? Warwickshire won and they battered them. And then for about 10 years, I was very firmly a Warwickshire fan. I get that. That's my cricket Wow. Well, it's important. When you're a fan, it's like... It, they become. It doesn't matter how you became a fan, unless you're Greg and you give up on Patrick Berger and Liverpool immediately. Yeah, I give up. Yeah. No, it wasn't immediate. It wasn't immediate. No, no, no. You no, still no. like the Reds. I, I, well, well, now I've kind of through a friend. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a gooner. An if Arsenal fan. Yeah, if really? I had to choose one, it would, yeah, it'd be Arsenal. Uh, what? Uh, uh, Mainly because my, one of my best mates is. Uh, a big, a big Arsenal fan. Big Arsenal. Bad news. We've we've had an entire Arsenal themed podcast, which you can really? probably oh, send wow. to your friend. Oh, with, bloody with the infamous Guna Dave. You can yeah. tell your friend that you know someone who knows Guna Dave. Yeah, Guna Dave. Oh yeah, <laughs> AKA Carl's father-in-law. So oh, careful how much you take okay. the <laughs> Me, I will be careful. Hi, Dave. <laughs> um, uh, second question. Mm. What's a worldie? Gregory Tannehill. A, a worldie. What is a worldie as far as you understand it? Um, it could be anything. Don't worry about football if you don't think it's football related. Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, like someone who loves the world. Oh. I love that. Pro-world. Ex- Extinction Pro-world. Rebellion. Yeah, They're worldies. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's nice. I yeah. like that a lot. I don't mind being tied in with them. Oh, I but mean, what, but what, what, oh, what, what, is, what is your worldie? Oh, no, what, no, what we asked it? what your definition was. We we never, we've never okay. heard that before. Am I wrong? No, you're right. <laughs> okay. You're right. There's no wrong answer to that question. Okay, okay good. We've had various things. I mean, uh, the, the kind of footballing one that our listeners have heard a lot over the years uh, is years, over the year, um, is four seasons in a year. Um, anyway. Um, there Not are my li- idea. There are literally four seasons in a year, Carl. Oh, my God. Oh, Frankie God. Valley. <laughs> Your association could be could have gone for Vivaldi, or just literally the four. That's seasons. the difference between us, Joel. You're a Vivaldi man. I'm a Frankie Valley man. <laughs> not, I'm not ashamed. Um, uh, absolutely, a worldie is uh, an amazing goal or an amazing piece of skill. Right. Okay. But we've cool, had cool. various things. We've had uh, a, 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 something happening happening in politics. Hot bloke. Right, hot right. bloke. Hot woman. Hot, hot woman. bloke. Yeah. Oh, he's a bit of a worldie. Oh, I said it in a really, creep, really creepy way. Then. I don't think you can yeah. really not, like it. I think, well, <laughs> I think saying worldy about someone oh, who's hot is probably just creepy in general. <laughs> um, well, yes, so that's interesting. Okay, so you, uh, uh, something, someone who cares about the world. Yeah. A yeah. worldie. Yeah. Well, think, speaking of caring, uh, mm-hmm. Greg, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Hereford. And Hereford in the West Midlands. I guess Hereford Town FC, mm-hmm. not a major feature of your childhood or a feature of the the town really uh not for, not for me personally i did go to a match when i was younger oh, i yeah. did yeah yeah I, I went with um um a friend i think it was the first ever like mat- probably the only football match i've ever been to professional one um yeah and i remember loving it it's an yeah. amazing atmosphere right it's oh yeah great tiny little ground yeah, yeah. Really what's intense. the ground like um oh god i can't remember it was so long ago i was um i don't know how old i was um but i don't remember it being like very fancy or anything but they've I, I, as far as i understand they've had a lot of they've been getting better and better over the years i don't know what they're like at the moment but are they i know well, your, your, is... your faces are doing weird things right now well that's <laughs> the kind of information that carl and i often have at our fingertips 
Oh, I see. Ah. Quite literally at our fingertips. Um, Herefordtown FC. I mean, they are... H-E-R-E. <laughs> I think it just goes to show the sort of nature of the show. I didn't know you were from Hereford. Shoot me in the head. Come no, on. No, that's fine. No, no. Um, so, yes. No. Well, it's interesting that you went because mm. uh, whilst Kyle uh, looks up some uh, interesting facts about Herefordtown FC, I'm going to tell you about our classic worldie. Okay. Classic worldie, something that happened in the world at a time... In the past. <laughs> Everyone's talking about the football. Do you want to talk with me about yeah. I'm going to take you back, Greg, to the 24th of April, 1885. Wow. Yeah. It's a long time. Remember that? No, no, I think I... No, I don't think I was... No? Around. Weren't around for that? <laughs> <laughs> on, the 18th, on the 24th of April, 1885, a football club was born. It was an amalgamation of two teams... And they were called the Berry Wesleyans and the Berry Unitarians. And they became Berry FC. Have you heard of Berry? Uh, I don't think I have. Small town in Lancashire. Oh. Uh, but 1885 was the establishment of this football ground. And they leased a plot of land on Gig Lane. as part of the, It was part of the Earl of Derby's estate. And they had a football ground. And to this day, there is a football ground at Gig Lane. It is one of the oldest football grounds in the world. Oh, wow. And that was uh, on the April, April 24th, 1885. That's my classic worldie. Uh, Berry became uh, 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 a feature of football in Lancashire in the northwest. Uh, they entered the FA Cup for the first time in 1887. Mm-hmm. That's an astonishingly long time ago. Yeah. Like, a real serious... Uh, uh, history there. They were founding members of the Lancashire League and they were back-to-back champions of that league between uh, 1890 and 92. Uh, and they won the Lancashire Cup, beating Everton in 92 to do the double, I guess. Uh, and before the match, famously, their chairman at the time, JT Ingham, was reported to have roused the players by saying, we shall shake them. In fact, we're the Shakers. <laughs> and Berry FC became known as the Shakers. From then onwards. To this day? To this day. Interesting you asked that question to this day. Put a pin in that question. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, So uh, they were admitted to the Football League uh, in 1894. Uh, They won the second division title by nine points to gain promotion to the very, very top tier uh, in uh, uh, 1895. Uh, They won the FA Cup. In 1900, did wow. you know that Berry won the FA Cup? Uh, I didn't. You've shaken me with that knowledge. <laughs> nice. We are shakers. In fact, we are shakers. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, they, uh, yes, they won the FA Cup, uh, beating Southampton 4 0 in the final. Uh, and then they won the FA Cup again in 1903. Two wow. time winners of the FA Cup. We are talking a big footballing institution at the time, in the turn, the turn of uh, 1800s into the 1900s. Uh, they came fourth in the first division in 1925, meaning they were the fourth best football team in the country. Uh, in 1929, however, they were relegated. Uh, you know what relegation is? I've, I've never had it fully explained to me. So the, the football league is structured where there are divisions of teams and they all play each other over mm-hmm. a season. And a certain amount of teams at the end of that season will go from the higher division to the lower division, so the bottom two or the bottom right. three or the bottom four. To be four. replaced by the teams that won the lower division. So, so that's relegation. So promoted, so that, yeah, so you demoted. move up and down the football league right. tier system. It's a good way of rewarding teams for success in lower, you know, it keeps yeah. it fluid, it keeps the league system fluid, right. which is good for the league. Competition. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so they were relegated in 1929 and they never got back to the top division ever again. Uh, in fact, things kind of, uh, they were, they really don't benefit Berry from being so close to Manchester. Because obviously there are two big teams in Manchester, so uh, it's been hard for them to, to sort of keep in the top level. Mm-hmm. So they went down to the uh, 
second division in 1957. They went down to the fourth tier, the fourth division as was then, what would now be called League Two, uh, in 1971. Uh, and they were kind of middling about the lower, lower divisions from 1971 all the way through to 97, when they had two successive promotions and got up to the second tier of, it, of English football again, which was what we would now call the Championship, but as was then uh, uh, Division One. Uh, then... 2001-2 arrives and the financial problems that were caused by the collapse of ITV Digital, who were, who were putting a lot of money into lower league football at the time, meant that Berry uh, nearly folded. Oh. Having formed in 1885, they nearly folded. They nearly didn't exist. But fans came together. They clubbed together to keep this institution alive. They put money in and they managed to, to survive. In 2005, they became the first team to score a thousand goals out of all of the top four leagues in each wow. of the top four leagues sorry so they uh, so they uh, they were the first team to score a thousand goals in the top division second division third division fourth division that's awesome yeah, yeah. I don't understand that so oh, in their history they'd scored a thousand goals in each, in each of, league in each league oh that is amazing isn't that cool yeah that's a nice thing for Barry uh, so 2012 they have a transfer embargo placed on them because they've got such bad finance financial uh uh, records. They were verging on administration. And then, Greg, the reason that I wanted to talk about them today is a classic worldie because mm -hmm. such an institution. 1885, April the 24th, the football team was founded. 1894, <laughs> entered the Football League. And 2018-19, after an extraordinary success last year where they finished second in the fourth division to win promotion to the third tier, they had been bought by a businessman named Steve Dale, who, who uh, had done due diligence, but then having done his due diligence, he still bought them for a fee of a, uh, £1 million from a man named Stuart Day. Having said that, this summer, financial problems were so bad that the club was kicked out of the Football League. Totally. Oh, what? Totally. Absolutely kicked out of the Football League. No longer registered in the Football League. They're not in the division. All the division, the League Two, so Division Three teams, will only play 44 games rather than 46 because uh, there's now only 23 teams in the league. And all of Berry's fixtures have just been got rid of. They don't exist in the Football League anymore. It is incredibly sad. Uh, I won't go too much into the detail of who owes what money, but like, there's just every level of football is to blame for this. Uh, the original owner who, uh, Steve Day, he had run up, Stuart Day, excuse me, had run up incredible debts. And then Steve Dale was accused of buying the club to asset strip, you know, take all, to dismantle it and sell it for parts, essentially. Right. But his point is there was nothing to strip. They had no assets. So um, why did he buy it? Exactly. It's a lot of, there's a lot of he said, she said kind of stuff going on. But the, Day said, Dale said. Day said, Dale said, Exactly. Um, they're actively considering legal action against the AFL, the English Football League, because they've been expelled. There's talk of a kind of Phoenix from the Flames situation, as happened with Wimbledon a few years ago, where mm -hmm. the fans take over okay. the team and start at a much lower level and try and build back up again. But for the time being, for the first time since our classic world began in 1885, there is no football team in Bury. And uh, the reason I asked about your small town, Hereford, mm -hmm. you know, thinking about Hereford Town FC and like. Uh, what it means to the community. D did was there ever a sense that it was like a part of? Oh yeah, no, definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like it, even though I've I've never been, you know, fully into football um, and stuff. Um, there, there was definitely, yeah, definitely a, 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 
uh, what's the word loyal fan yeah. base um, in, in the heart of Hereford definitely yeah is there institutions from your childhood like outside like because Hereford and Bury I'm guessing are probably similar sized towns um, I'm, like, not, I'm not entirely sure it's Hereford like, City as well oh Hereford City, City I apologise yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but like Hereford Cathedral and everything alright alright all right. <laughs> but is there stuff that you think that population from... of 58,000 Hereford I'm just checking Bury <laughs> I think Bury's less than that yeah but I'm, but I'm interested right so for me this is a really big story because I think Outside of what people know about football, you know, there's billionaires and it's disgusting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Grassroots football, like, it gives pleasure to a lot of people, especially outside of the sort of London, Manchester, Birmingham bubbles. Mm. Like, in smaller towns and cities. I apologise, <laughs> Hereford. Barry's bigger. How big? 78,000 people. Oh, right. That's still not too dissimilar. And it's like, mm. it does, I think it takes a heart out of a town when you, when you have something that's so, like, integral at the centre of the city or town uh, that's not a big... Birmingham or Manchester or Liverpool like I think it's genuinely I know that sometimes I go on and on and on about like the potential redemptive power of football that's just not being exploited but I do think in this classic worldy situation to have taken something that was so integral and so part of the town's makeup there was a ground on Gig Lane from the year 1885 yeah and there still is now but it's not being used growing up in Hereford what would have if like an institution that was there for like hun- like a nearly a hundred years that would suddenly not be there. Oh God, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. Well, no, the fo- the football club is just like as far as I understand. I don't know all the details, but as far as I understand, the Hereford FC um, is. They've got a cow on their badge. Oh, a, a Hereford bull. It's a bull. A bull. Hereford bull, yeah, bull. yeah, yeah. Tell us about the Hereford bull. Like, we were supposed to know that. Is, is that a big yeah, thing? It's <laughs> like, come on, guys, it's a Hereford bull. What's the it's thing a about a Hereford bull? It's a, it's a, it's a breed of bull. I don't know if it's got a science name or whatever, but yeah, so oh, Hereford it's... is kind of famous, not famous enough, apparently, but um, for its, uh, its uh, signature bull. Kind of uh, The nickname of the club is The Bulls. The Bulls, yeah, yeah. And they are yeah. uh, in the sixth tier. So they're one below... The National League or the Conference, so they're actually they're probably a semi-pro club. Actually, they're bigger than we oh, okay. assume, okay. and they've got a player who is from Jersey and has uh, competed in the famous Marathi Vase, Joel. We well, have discussed the Marathi Vase on this on this podcast. Jersey before. versus Guernsey. It's a big football it's a rivalry match. that you've never heard of. Oh, right? okay. Oh, no, I definitely haven't. Heard of it. <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard of most things. So, so yeah, so. I think to answer that question, Joel, about what is the equivalent? Yeah. It's like. For me, obviously, without saying too wanky, it's like taking culture away from a town, so maybe a theatre or yeah. a music venue. But I think it's more akin to taking a pub away. Yeah. A famous old pub. Mm. All generations go there. Yeah. You know, people, you know, a town as a whole might like to think we can do without a pub. Thank you very much. You know, it's new to people that don't want it. Associate, be associated with alcoholism or, you know, like, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, pubs are a core part of a town's identity and I feel the same about Gig Lane probably yeah yeah. and Gig Lane's such a famous I mean obviously not for you Greg because <laughs> why would you know about Berry FC but like for Carl and I Gig Lane is a really famous ground yeah um, because it's so old so what, what are what are what are your opinions on what should happen next or is that a too wide a question no it's, I think it's the, the problem is in terms of what should happen next I hope that uh, as happened famously with Wimbledon when the they became a franchise and were moved to Milton Keynes. Mm-hmm. The fans of Wimbledon came together and they formed, uh, reformed the club as an amateur team and then they've risen all the way back up to nearly the heights that Wimbledon were at when they disbanded. Right. So I hope that a fan-led group will come, but the, 
the real question here is in terms of money in football and also in terms of money in society is there a way that anyone could do that now mm. uh, Wimbledon is in London there was uh, they had more history than Bury, to be fair. I mean, although Bury have won the FA Cup more than Wimbledon have. Take that, Wimbledon. <laughs> um, but like, uh, I hope that fans can buy the, the 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 team. I hope that they can figure out a way that they can use the ground. But the ground is in so much debt that right. I, d- I doubt that would, ha- that would happen. It's another good thing about, as you said, being in a large football catchment area. There's about six or seven towns and Manchester itself with two teams. People, if they wanted to, could support a second team and they might be inclined to go back down to grassroots level and bring a club up. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, it's the sort of thing that I would be interested in. In fact, yeah. I nearly bought shares in Lewis FC mm. in Brighton when we lived in Brighton uh, in the dark, dark past. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think it can happen. But I, the other side of me thinks, so what? It's like it, There is this sort of devil's advocate side to this, the non-romantic way of looking at Bury and saying, you don't, you've mismanaged this club for a long time. Right. It's been coming. Yeah, it's been coming and you haven't sorted it. And why do you deserve that space over the other teams that are also fighting to be competitive in that league? As it stands, they've been refused re-entry and they have appealed. Yeah. And it means that more teams will come up next season. No, I think... So the, less the... teams will go down and, and the same amount of teams will go up. So it's, re- it's really changed the way it's all going to yeah, kind of so shift what, now. Uh, as usual, the teams that finish 21st, 22nd and 23rd will drop down a division. But in League 2, four teams will get promoted. So it's an extra an So extra an extra place. place to... No, I think it's the same. It just means one less team will be relegated from League 1. That is right, yes. But, uh, I, but that's not about good that. for the competition. Like, I get what the AFL are saying, the English Football League. Why, the, why a club that's in so much debt and being so badly mismanaged shouldn't be allowed within their pyramid of teams. What I, my romantic soul says that small British towns with a football team at their heart, like off the top of my head, I don't know, Gillingham or Hereford or so many small towns, when you take away the football team, you are taking away a, uh, a number of people's jobs you're taking away a number of people's Saturday afternoons. You're taking away something which has at its heart um, history and family. And the real thing is, it's in the northwest. It's in an area that's suffered from austerity since 2010. Is there any chance that anyone's going to be willing to wipe out the debts that Bury have accrued? Probably not. So it will disappear. And, there, and therefore, it's just a huge bit of history that's just been thrown in the bin. So I can't help but be romantic about it, unfortunately. I have been inspired to search out articles about those FA Cup wins, though. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, apart from this event, Berry had had very little impact on my football knowledge. So this right. is interesting. Well, listeners, that's been our classic worldie. Uh, 1885, April the 24th, may the date live on forever. And let's forget about the fact that there's been a date recently that means that they will no longer exist. Also, if you are interested, uh, we're recording this podcast on the 11th of October. Uh, on the 16th of October, the club faces another winding up petition brought by uh, HMRC. So the next stage in the dismantling of Berry FC is five days from now, uh, as we record, although probably sooner as you listen to this. Uh, look out for that on the 16th of October. We shall see what happens to Berry. Greg, are you a shaker? I, oh, I'm a shaker. I'm, I'm, I'm with them. Well, they, they've shaken. This, this is shaken. This is clear. <laughs> this is clearly been shaken. They've shaken too much. A shock. <laughs> Uh, and so that listeners was our classic worldie. We'll be back after this with another guest joining us for this week's worldie, which sure it promises to be a slightly lighter note than the note that this has taken. We shall see you soon, just after this. That's right. I don't know nothing about football, but I love my friends, so I'll watch it for them. Uh. Kickball.
And we're back, and we've been joined by another special guest. However, this guest is a recurrent guest. I thought she'd been on twice already. She's only been on once, but she's back. It is Natasha Anderson. Yeah! I'm cheering myself. Yeah, you yeah, do that. You cheered yourself on really nicely there. Thanks, guys. Now, this time, we're not going to watch a game together. I know, it's probably for the best. We watched the, uh, the Manchester United versus Barcelona game. Yeah. And had some classic Turkish. Oh, from Hollowad Road. Oh my Hollowad God. Road. Oh so my God. God. <laughs> That's a season ago reincorp that I'd forgotten we needed to do. Now, we haven't got any food today because what we're going to talk about for this week's Worldie is just too delicious. Yummy, yummy, oh, yummy, yummy. The tea is piping hot. Tash, <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Wagatha Christie. Wagatha Christie. I'm so glad you said that because I found that and I'm glad that we included that because it's so funny. So for our listeners... Let's break down Wagatha Christie yes. for Greg first. For yeah, I know nothing. Know, and Greg who has no idea what we're no talking idea. about, over to you, Natasha Anderson, absolute worldly gossip columnist. Yeah. Right, I'll, I'll take that. Correspondent, whatever. Yeah, yeah correspondent like a GMTV. Um, we got yeah. a little square come up. <laughs> Natasha. So, Hollywood Hills behind your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you have been living in a box this Greg, week, me, Greg, me, yeah. um, <laughs> you will know that this week, Colleen Rooney posted what can only be classed as the most amazing takedown of a wag um, on Twitter. And basically what she found was that, that someone in her private Instagram circle had been um, leaking stories that she had um, been posting to different newspapers. Or well, I think specifically The Sun. Um, we can't, we can neither confirm or deny that rumour. Um, however, so what she did is she locked down her Instagram account to everyone bar the person that she was uh, <laughs> su- suspecting. Wow. And, oh. those sto- and posted a load of fake stories, which then appeared in the press. And then this uh, week, Wednesday, hump day, um, <laughs> she released what can only be called the most brilliant statement I've ever heard in my life. It's so good. Um, am I reading out the statement? Please. Okay. So, my in, channeling my inner clean. Right. Are you going to do it, Scouse? No, I'm not going to do it, Scouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, for a few years now, someone who I trusted to follow me on my personal Instagram account has been consistently informing the Sun newspaper of my private posts and stories. <gasps> there has been so much information given to them about me, my friends and my family, all without my permission or knowledge. Scum. After, <laughs> after a long time of trying to figure out who it could be for various reasons, I had a suspicion. To try and prove this, I came up with an idea. Dun, dun, dun. I blocked everyone from viewing my Instagram stories except one account. Open brackets. This, those, <laughs> those on my private account must have been wondering why I haven't had stories on there for a while. Close brackets. Over the past five months, I've posted a series of full stories to see if they made their way into the Sun newspaper. And you know what? They did. <gasps> the story about gender selection in Mexico. <laughs> What story? I can't wait to read that. Sorry. <laughs> the story about returning to TV and then the latest story about the basement flooding in my new house. <laughs> that just sounds sexual. <laughs> <laughs> it's been tough keeping it to myself and not making any comment at all, especially when the stories have been leaked. However, I had to. Now I know for certain which account stroke individual it's come from. I have saved and screenshotted all the original stories, which clearly show just one person has viewed them. It's Rebecca Vardy's account. Oh! Oh! Greg, you don't know who Rebecca 
Hardy is. No, but she sounds awful. Oh. Well, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly <laughs> awful. Her account sounds awful. So, do you know who Colleen Rooney is? Uh, nope. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> Colleen Rooney is the wife of um, England and Man United legend and Everton. Um, Wayne Rooney. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Rebecca Vardy is the wife of England player <gasps> Jamie Vardy. <laughs> oh, have you heard of Jamie man. Vardy? I, I have. I have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so they, Wayne and Jamie, have played together for England not for a long time, but they are they are what you might call associates. Mm. But clearly, that uh, camaraderie. <laughs> Does not stretch oh, to their really? to their spouses. Oh, no. Have have they said anything about this? Or? Nothing. Nothing. Radio silence from okay. Radio Wayne and Jamie. And <laughs> they'd be wise to stay out. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably oh, best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the most ex- there's so much we can. Let's we'll dig into this momentarily. But the, the the thing that I find really exciting is the use of the word account. Yes. Because <laughs> that's how you don't get sued. Exactly. It's, like, it's perfect. so perfect. It's dot 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 <laughs> Rebecca Vardy's account exactly. Joel, someone from your account took my cheese out of the fridge <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Allegedly. saying it was you <laughs> however Tasha I have some questions okay can you clear up for me uh, what you might call an Instagram uh, Luddite what is the difference between a personal account and a private account or like what do celebrities have different accounts so a lot of celebrities tend to have um a public account which all their fans will follow and they'll give kind of little tidbits of their life but obviously there are people like us who aren't in the public eye yet. speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> um who also have a private account where they kind of post the stuff that like we would do like you know your weekly shopping or food prepping and that sort of thing oh so it's like their way of like engaging as we all are obsessed with social media to a degree it's, it, it's get, they're getting their social media fixed, but it's just between them and their pals. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And she let Rebecca Vardy's account into this world. Yes, in the private circle, the inner sanctum of the wag. Okay. Do you know what wag means, Greg? Mm-hmm. What does it mean? Uh, it's a wife, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and girlfriend. Yes. Oh. And girlfriend. That's yeah. a wag. That's yes, the, yes. That's no, I didn't, no, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So she posted this on both uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Uh, because I found it on Twitter as well, and it's the same, it's just a cut and post job. Um, but what I love about the is something that's moved from the football player world into the wag world. It's the the screen grabbing of something you've written in notes on your phone. Yeah, <laughs> that's how she's presented it. She didn't do it through a, a publicity no. agent or anything like that. Press release. Uh uh-uh. uh Makes it authentic. Makes you know, it real. Com- coming straight from the person. You know, it's not a lawyer. It's me saying this. Though, by her saying it's Rebecca Vardy's account. I think a lawyer's been in there somewhere. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. You can't say it's Rebecca Vardy. No. Because we don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Colleen Rooney, generally? I like Colleen Rooney. I feel like she is someone who we've watched grow from a little girl in a puffer jacket outside of Asda at 17 <laughs> to now, you know, basically an investigative journalist. <laughs> the way that she spun that is in- is is... I think True what, crime style. It is. And I th- and <laughs> How long did she have to sit on... Like, that's the best thing about it. Oh. She had to wait oh, five... Yeah. She had a theory. I know. She chose the one account, and then she waited, and she waited, and she waited. It was... And just posting more than one thing, so just make sure... Like, I wouldn't be able to do it. The first time that I posted something fictional that ended up in the sun, I'd be like, Rebecca Vardy, <laughs> the account. Yeah. She basically did like a science degree because she did like an experiment. She had a hypothesis. She did an experiment. She tested it. She tested it. She tested it again. And now she's got her results. And basically she's cured trash. 
<laughs> I'd like to ask another question. Yeah. What do we make of gender selection in Mexico? What, what, what is? Oh, what does that mean? So the, I think the story was that she was going to Mexico to um, pick the gender of the baby that she wanted to have. So she has boys, and there's the story was that she's trying for a girl. She has four boys, and therefore ah. she was um, going to hopefully pick the right egg that was a female ah, egg okay. um, to be impregnated with. But wow. she made it up. But she made it up because she's happy with her four boys yeah. and Wayne. So what happened when she dropped this bombshell on, on, on Twitter and Instagram? Oh. To put it lightly, everyone lost their fucking shit. <laughs> Did you? I had a meltdown at my desk in work. I was like, this is the best thing that has happened to Twitter in about <laughs> five years. One of my friends sent it to uh, me, long-term listener of the show, Joe D. Hey, Joe. Uh, and he didn't even, he didn't write anything. He just posted the link. No one needed to because yeah. it said it it's all. It's so self-explanatory. Exactly. Incredible. So you didn't you didn't respond. You didn't you, you don't comment on those things. Oh, I you... I think my response on Twitter was, "This is the best day <laughs> for a long, long time." It was like both football and the country needed this. Oh, exactly. I mean, we're living in like Brexit. <laughs> Boris Johnson's our prime minister. Colleen Rooney should be our prime minister. I think I'm putting it out there now. She's... I mean, she could be our foreign secretary. She... <laughs> you know, with a, with the, that sort of intelligence, that savvy, yeah. put her in front of Yanka. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> how's Rebecca Vardy going to negotiate her way out of this? Oh, allegedly. She... Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, what is Rebecca? Do we have Rebecca Vardy's uh, uh, repost? Well, hang on, she responded. Oh, do you, have you not seen this? Um... I mean, you think a smart person, considering it said Rebecca Vardy's account would probably go to a publicist or yes. make mm. a press release or just leave it to her management. Mm. What happened? Um, she responded back with her <laughs> own form of notes yes. um, on Instagram to Colleen directly. So she didn't post it separately. You had to go into Colleen's original post to see the reply. Ah, um, oh, that's clever. And what she said in it is... Um, Should we have Greg uh, read this? Yeah, Me? Greg, oh, you read it. You read your it. best Rebecca Vardy impression. Uh, Allegedly. Yeah, Allegedly just... Rebecca Vardy. Uh, well, okay, okay, well, I don't know that. Okay. Um, as I have just said to you on the phone, I wish you had called me if you if you thought... This <laughs> the best Rebecca Vardy impression. <laughs> I'm not doing an impression. I'm not doing an impression. I'm not doing As I have just said to you on the phone, I wish you had called me if you thought this. I never speak to anyone about you as various journalists who have asked me to over the years can vouch for if you i'm doing a cold read guys okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you thought this if you thought this was happening you could have told me and i could have changed my passwords to see if it stopped over the years various people have had access to my insta and just this week i found i was following people i didn't know oh. and have never followed myself mm -hmm. i'm not being funny but I don't need the money. Oh, oh that <laughs> What would I gain from selling stories on you? I liked you a lot, Colleen. Liked. Oh, oh past. And I'm so upset that you have chosen to do this, especially when I'm heavily pregnant. Ouch. I'm disgusted that I'm even having to deny this. You should have called me the first time this happened. Emoji, broken heart. Oh, broken Now, Greg, you've just entered the mind of Rebecca Vardy's account there. Having read it and, and sort of lived through that emotion, w w give me some feedback on that. 
Uh, well, are you I, team uh, Rebecca or are you team Colleen? I don't know. I, I could I could believe that because you know these people they have these teams. These people they're, they're not necessarily these in, they're, they're not right. necessarily in their in control of all everything that's on the on the social media. So I, I don't know. But it could just be an easy an easy shield. Natasha Anderson, yeah. celebrity correspondent. Your thoughts on that response? My thoughts on that response. My initial thought is my favourite line of it is. I'm not being funny. I don't need the money. <laughs> because, like, I mean, brilliant. She's like, I, what she's saying is, I am rich. Yeah. I am a rich bitch. Like, I don't need to waste my time with this. But clearly, someone on Rebecca Vardy's account, account. has mm-hmm. been wasting their time with this. I also really enjoyed her use of her being heavily pregnant. Yeah. As a she's eight months pregnant. She is fully pregnant. <sighs> Um, if five months ago when Colleen had the suspicion she was only three months pregnant it would have been fair then yeah but now outrage <laughs> I mean no. That, I mean, to be fair if Rebecca Vardy didn't do this and we're not saying she did allegedly, allegedly. that would be quite stressful you're not oh, supposed absolutely. to be in that sort of undue stress like hmm. knowing that hundreds of thousands of people now mm-hmm. millions all over this country <laughs> and probably over other countries too uh, reacting to this that would, it's undue stress it's bad for her health it is bad. It is bad, and she will be stressed out about it um, because she's been caught in the act. Oh, oh, allegedly, oh allegedly, allegedly, allegedly! Come on, Kyle. I liked the. I noticed just the. Uh, I just looked at my account <laughs> when I saw this for Rory, and I saw. Oh, who are the? I didn't follow those. Pe- no. Hmm. Something peculiar is going on yeah. in my account. Yeah. <laughs> I would have changed my password straight away if you'd let me know. Do you know anything about Rebecca Vardy? Because I think she's a less known entity. Um, she is. She kind. Of, she comes from a generation of the of a wag that we don't really kind of like no. look to anymore. Like Colleen was of like prime golden age wag era. I feel like. The Sven Goran Eriksson era. Yeah, of, exactly. Uh, we're putting the wives and girlfriends in another hotel. And if you yeah. want to go visit them, you have to have our permission. And then when the next England manager took over, he didn't let them come. No. They were like, literally. <laughs> yes, keep the wags at home. Keep the wags at home. Maybe, like, maybe that's what they needed, you know, a bit of, like, press around them to build back up the wag generation. Yeah. Maybe it was an inside job. And a lot of oh, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of wags have come out in support of Colleen against yes. Rebecca. Wags oh, that we've the- forgotten about, like Danielle. I Danielle can't. Lloyd. Yep. Yep. She and uh, the only one who came out in favour of her is McLean. I can't remember her. Nicola. Yeah. Thank you. I know too much. <laughs> Who's Nicola McLean? Nicola. I can't remember who she was married to, but she was. Aaron McLean. Oh, is she? Is she one of the ones of the Housewives television show? No, no. That's like Dawn Ward, Tanya. Wasn't McLean um, the one that was in the jungle? Yes, yeah, she was in the jungle. Oh. Wow. Also, didn't Rebecca Vardy go in the jungle oh, as well? No way. Yeah. I mean, it just what I like is just there's people who I mean, obviously. It's not really working because people who don't like football, aka Greg, haven't heard about this. But it's really, exp- it's uh, in terms of Twitter, it's really broken the world of football <laughs> in like in two. It's but- what is taking us back to kind of a golden age of Twitter. I feel like Twitter was quieting down, but this kind of brought me back to. I likened it to when the Chilean miners were stuck <laughs> in the cave and how Twitter was then, especially when that miner had his wife and his mistress yeah. outside the cave waiting for him. It was like that kind of fever on Twitter was happening. Yeah. Some of the memes I've seen <laughs> have been impeccable. What did you tell us about just before we came on air that I then said we probably couldn't use for copyright reasons? Someone has taken Rebecca Vardy's response to Colleen and read it over Stan by Eminem. That's so good. And it's the perfect thing, most perfect thing. Also, someone else I saw um, tweeted uh, multiple choice and it was it's 
Britney bitch. <laughs> Gonna be me. Rebecca Vardy's account. I mean, I'm just, I'm, no question. See, every time. Exactly. <laughs> Rebecca Vardy's account. I, I think that... First of all, I'm not being funny. I don't need the money. It's going to be a hashtag for the next. I want it on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not being funny. Primark, get on that. Yeah. there are other shops available. Sponsor um, us. Also, um, I think <laughs> the fact that she doesn't need the money, the fact this is two millionaire millionaires. I mean, Colleen Rooney is a is a wealthy woman on her own yeah. behalf. She's had many successful sort of um, collabs and collabs. So nice. I love. It's even better that they don't need the money. The fact that. Rebecca, it's a, it's an enmity. It's like an ancient sort of grudge. Rebecca hates her so much that she does it just for fun. Just for actual <laughs> lols, actual lols. While she's if she's done it, if she's done it in, 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 in her bed of cash. Yeah, I mean, uh, just just to just to really link this back into the footballers who of whom these two people are are wives. Um, my favourite thing is then thinking about that infamous Jamie Vardy tweet, which of course is chat shit. Get banged. Yes. And my favourite thing there is, it's like he was preempting what his wife <laughs> would allegedly do. I mean, that is a great tweet. Just shit, get banged. Someone in my uh, work football WhatsApp group, we have one, um, did say the fact that Colleen didn't end her post with hashtag chat shit get, get banged, banged yeah. was a kind of misnomer on her part. Yeah, she missed it. Missed the trick there. Missed the yeah. trick. That would have been an open goal. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Fantastic. Also, there's the. Another bit of context for our listeners, Wayne Rooney has signed a pre-contract agreement with Derby County to return to the English League in January. So there's also the possibility. Colleen is just doing this as a major press drive for her return to England. And we will be there at the airport to cheer you home. Balloons and everything. (laughs) Queen Colleen. (laughs) Derby County. Derby County. Um, I mean, first round of the FA Cup, January. You know what's got to happen. Oh, Leicester versus my Derby. You heard to. it here first. It has oh. to. We have to fix that draw. Who does the draw? Mark Chapman, get him on the phone. <laughs> Colleen and Rebecca, different sides of the director's box. Oh, oh. my God. It would be so good. It's going to, oh, I could, my heart is pounding at the thought. Um, My favourite thing about this whole Colleen thing is that, um, you know, there's always rumours about Wayne not being the best of husbands. I mean, rumours or facts? Well... Because didn't the, the older lady thing prove to be absolutely true? Greg, have you heard this? Uh, yeah, that was a while ago, wasn't that it? Was that was 16 years old. So we were 17 years old ourselves. No, I was 15. <laughs> cool. And he slept with a grandmother who oh, was yeah. a sex worker, which nowadays I wouldn't judge him for. But back in the day, everyone jumped on it like it was uh, the worst thing that's right. ever happened. But she stuck by a man, Colleen. Yeah. But she's I think... A, she's loyal. Unless you... Yeah, uh, and this is... And the loyalty is proven by waiting as long as she went <laughs> Yeah. Before tweeting. Yeah, she was... wanted to... She watched, I think she... Yeah, she gave due diligence. But also, yeah. she's firing... Due diligence. <laughs> she's firing some nice warning shots at Wayne here. Like, she's definitely like, if you piss this up, look, look at me the way I've taken down Rebecca yeah, Wiley's account. Yeah. I will take you out. To be fair to Wayne, and I think he'd agree, he's not smart enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say about our Wayne? <laughs> Oh, it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> so, Im- important question then, going along the line, Team Clean or Team Rebecca? Until I can be proven otherwise, I have to give, I mean, I have to go with the British ju- justice system, innocent until proven guilty. As much as it pains me to say it, because I want it to be true, a very heavily pregnant Rebecca Vardy, Team Rebecca. I just think... Why would Colleen do this if it wasn't accurate? <laughs> so I am... Um, Definitely Team Colleen. <laughs> I think I think I'm Team Colleen because uh, Rebecca, like, 
oh, I should have changed my passports if I know. It's like, no, the response should be like, oh, I need to talk to who's in control of that. It should be about people, not about just changing my password. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. So you're Tim Kalu. She has also released a statement that she's hired IT experts to look into it. <laughs> what, so, the ones from PC World? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who knows? Team Know How. John, <laughs> we need a decider. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Tim Colleen. Three one. See? I just don't. I just. I. I. Don't, I think five months. Yeah, she's just done Wagatha Christie. She's done her. She's done her research. She knows what she's about. And Rebecca Vardy's got a lot to answer for. Maybe she should wait until she's had the baby before she answers to it. But you know, I. Well, it's it's, unbe- it's, it's bad behaviour. <laughs> I mean, Red looking, card. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. I'd be looking at the betting for that baby's name. Oh, uh, my God. Because that's going to be fun. What could we have? Agatha? Oh. Daph- uh. Daphne? Daphne. <laughs> Jessica Fletcher. Jessica. Any other ideas? No idea. Poirot. Poirot. <laughs> Hello, baby Poirot. Poirot. Magnum P.I. Uh, or just it. Dot, it. dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Vardy. Please, that's got to be, when they name the child, that's got to be the headline. It's dot, 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 dot. Timothy Vardy. What what you could do if you're really ironic and you're Jamie and Rebecca Vardy is do one of those online things where you buy uh, an aristocratic title and they could be Count. (laughs) (laughs) Count Jamie Vardy with his wife, Rebecca Vardy's account. I think the baby's full name should be not being funny. I don't need the money. <laughs> not being funny. I don't need the money. Hyphen Vardy. So I hope having learned about this as, as Greg has and mm-hmm. you have now listeners, I'm sure you might have already heard, but we're all going to keep abreast of developments in this celebrity story of the year. Yes. Tash, will you come on again and give us an update? Absolutely. I can't wait to be back. I'm going to sniff out more treats for you all. A little <laughs> truffle hog. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Natasha, what are you up to? Um, well, Kyle, I am doing a lot of comedy at the moment, as you probably remember from the last time I was here. I do, and I've experienced it for myself in the last 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. If this does nothing but promote my comedy career. Um, and also, now, I turn out, it's, I'm a gossip columnist as well, yeah. and a correspondent. So I'm just going to change my CV um, and get back to you all. Great, good. Greg, thanks for joining us as well. Oh, yeah. Have you had fun? Oh, yes. Have you learnt stuff? So much. Do you like football now? Oh, I've always liked football. Okay, fine. Just uh, people, just not interested. (laughs) Good. (laughs) (laughs) And on on, on that note, which has been this entire segment about people, (laughs) hashtag not interested. Look, Joe, he's not being funny. He doesn't need to. <laughs> Thank you very much to both of you. We'll Thanks, guys. Both of you really soon, I guess. Yay. Yeah. Why not? Let's hang out. <laughs> Let's just talk about, you know, Twitter. Twitter. See ya. Bye, Bye. guys. This is the Absolute Worldy Football Bulletin. What you need to know this week to fill those football-shaped holes in your repertoire. The podcast's favourite team, Vegan FC, Forest Green Rovers, have started the season spectacularly. After 12 games, or a quarter of the season, they are top of League 2, and all on a plant-based diet. Still can't wait to try those vegan pies at the new lawn, and we will be going this season. Even me, Greg. It's international week in both the women's and men's game. No top team club football, only the countries. And Northern Ireland are taking on the big dogs. Germany and Netherlands are on equal points at the top of their group. And on Wednesday, Northern Ireland were winning in Rotterdam with 10 minutes to go. Final score? 
3-1 to Netherlands. With the home game in Belfast still to come and Germany to play, the European Championship is still within Northern Ireland's reach. Meanwhile, England's players are promising to walk off the pitch in protest in Bulgaria if they hear any racist chanting. Kyle's new sweetheart and England's new alternative to Harry Kane, Tammy Abraham, spoke to the press and assured everyone concerned that after several incidents of England players being subjected to monkey chants, they would stand together and all exit the pitch if Bulgaria's fans repeat offend. The Three Lions, if they beat Bulgaria and Czech Republic, will qualify for Euro 2020. Speaking of Czech rep, Czech legend Peter Czech is now a goaltender, no longer a goalkeeper. That's right, he's now a professional ice hockey player for the Guildford Phoenix. Does that make him a mighty Czech? And finally, Iran's female fans were finally allowed to watch an international game. For the first time in 40 years, 3,500 women, restricted to their own section of the ground, watched their men's team beat Cambodia 14-0. That's right, 14-0. Coincidence? We don't think so. And that was the Absolute Worldy Football Bulletin. What you need to know this week to fill those football-shaped holes in your repertoire. What an episode, Kyle Seegerson. No, I'm just sticking with Kyle Ross for the professional What <laughs> an episode, Kyle Ross. First episode back, and I couldn't have been happy with how it went. I've got the giggles from just recording the bulletin with Greg. Even Greg. Even That's him. right, even him. Greg. Greg. <laughs> I feel like we should get... Is that the first time we've had someone else read the bulletin? Yes, it should happen every week. If they've got the time, because it's a quite... I write very long sentences. Yes, you do. Even for him. Greg. Greg. Yeah, um, it was great to have him. It was great, great to have, to have Natasha. Uh, just such an interesting week of football. Berry FC, classic moment, all gone awry. But let's face it, the highlight of today is the discussion around Team Colleen versus Team Rebecca. Are you Team Colleen? Are you Team Rebecca? Tweet us, at Weldy Podcast. Let us know. But most importantly, listeners, like this thing that we do, if you like it. Even if you don't, tell your friends. Even if you don't like it, they'll listen to it. Share, rate us. Five stars. Obviously, it's a five-star quality product. If, you, if you're listening on... I assume that most of our listeners from our own our sort of own uh, diagnostics are listening on Apple Podcasts. It's easy. It's just because you've got all your other podcasts. Just go to the bottom where it says available uh, below available episodes and just just give it a little star. Even us, Kyle and Joel. Um, and it's not like we're like Rebecca Vardy because we aren't being funny. We do need the money. Yeah, we're not being funny. We need the money. So just tell us you like it. We love you. Tell us if there's anything you want us to talk about on this season four of the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast. Good bye and good day. Good day and good night. From me. Even me. Kyle. Greg. Bye. That was the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast by Kyle Ross and Joel Samuels with theme music by Adam Janoj Bazowski and Amar Chada Patel. Absolute Worldy is dedicated to the memory of Liam Seeger, who designed our beautiful logo. Please do remember to like, share, subscribe, give us a rating, and follow us at Worldy Podcast. Goodbye. After several incidents of England players being subjugated, jump. Nah. Oh, right. Oh, subjected. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll go back to. The... After several incidents of England player. Ah, fucked it. <clears throat> it's a long one. I need to prepare myself. Subjected. That after several incidents of England players being subjugated to. If I said it again, fuck! Subjected. <laughs> 
that after several incidents of England players being subjugated... Ah, fucked it again! I need to change that word! <laughs> Keep reading what I see. Subjected. He will read anything on that <laughs> Oh god! Oh, is this still recording? It is. Shit. Oh god! Subjected, 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 subjected. Fucking hell. Okay, three thousand five hundred women restricted to their own section of the ground watched their men's team beat Cambodia fourteen nil. Nil. Fourteen nil. Can you believe it, Neil? Ah! Okay, but one gin. Okay, even me. Greg. One more time. Oh, well, just, you just want that. Just again, just a few times. Even me. Greg. <laughs> even me. Greg. Kick ball with foot.